Welcome to Show Your Scars with me, Jordan Angeli. Using my experience as a former professional athlete, I will take you inside the journey back from a devastating injury. Although we may not choose for this to happen to us, we appreciate who we become in the process. Now, let's dive into this week's episode as we share our strength and show our scars with pride. Hey, Show Your Scars, Jordan here back with some new episodes. Well, they're new to you. They are not new to me. Life in 2021 threw us all different obstacles. And for me, this podcast was a difficulty for me to get out consistently. And so I actually have a couple episodes that I recorded nearly a year ago that I want to make sure I give to you guys. So I am starting with this one and I'm back. It's It feels good to be back. It feels good to be talking and hoping on the other end this is being received with an open heart and an open mind that this process of injury recovery that it is going to make you better than you were before. And this podcast, this episode in particular, will leave you feeling uh, joyful and feeling purposeful. Maylee Moak is a cheerleader at Mississippi State, and she is full of joy and energy and life. She talks to me about her ACL injuries, about her surgery she's been through, and how her disappointments actually turned into divine appointments. This is such a fun episode to chat with Maylee, and I can't wait to update you guys on what she's doing now at the end of this episode. So you're going to love her and her sweet southern draw. Here she is, Maylee Moak. Maylee, I'm so excited to have you on. We connected a while ago, and you have just ended a, another ACL recovery, and I can't wait to get into that. But first off, how you doing? I'm doing really well. So I got released like two weeks ago, and oh my goodness, it was just the longest uh, process. I had surgery, my second surgery in June, so it feels oh good to be released. <laughs> wow. Well, that sounds like I did a little happy dance. You guys can't see me, but you know, we always have to celebrate those days because we... Gosh, those are days that we'll never forget. And especially when it sounds like for you, there was a lot behind it and oh, a, yeah. a lot of emotions for all of us. But before we get into your injuries, we need to talk about who you are and what you do, because oh. I am really excited. You're the first cheerleader that I've gotten to talk to. What? I know I've talked <laughs> to gymnasts. I've talked to, um, which in cheerleading there's, there are, there is some gymnastics yeah. involved for sure, especially the level that you're at. But I'm just curious about how you got into cheerleading in the first place. Yeah. So I actually was a gymnast to start off with. Okay. Um, I started gymnastics when I was like six years old and um, my sixth grade year. So I was like around 12 years old. I transitioned into uh, cheer. And so that was like all-star cheer. So I was competing at a high level and um, doing really well with that. And so I made the team here at Mississippi State um, freshman year. I'm a sophomore now at Mississippi State. I'm on the all-girl cheer team. So it's just like a dream come true. Like every time I put on the uniform, like it just never gets old. I love it. And judging by that accent, you, you're from Mississippi. So that's probably <laughs> a little added extra that you're at Mississippi State. Yes, Mississippi State University. Oh my gosh. Is that something that was uh, a part of your family? Did you, did you guys always cheer for Mississippi State or? 
Yeah, I've been a Mississippi State fan like my whole life, but uh-huh. neither of my parents went here. I grew up like coming to a few football games. Okay. But um there's no alumni in my family, so I'm yeah. the first. Okay, cool. Well, you got to start a tradition somewhere, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, I want to go back. You you mentioned you were 6. I can't imagine a 6-year-old in gymnastics just flipping yeah. around. Is there a moment between then and when you said you really started um competitive cheer that you were like, "Okay, I think I want to do cheerleading." Like that's the that's kind of the path I want to take. And what was it about cheer that kind of sucked you in? Well, um, the coach that I had, I'm from a small town in Mississippi. And so the coach at my gym, he was like the coach of gymnastics as well as the coach uh, for cheer. And so when I was in sixth grade, um, I was just like, I was a little bitty and they like had a spot open on one of the cheer teams. And I was like at that level, as far as like my tumbling and stuff, And so, and honestly, gymnastics just started to get old. Like practice was three times a week. I was in the gym for like 12 hours a week. And like, I was starting to get a social life and like wanted to be a real student. And so cheer um, allowed me to have a little bit more time on my hands. And uh, as soon as I started, um, I just loved it so much. Like I'm so, that was a really good transition for me. Just obviously it worked out for me, but Mm -hmm. Yeah. It seems like such an energetic and a social aspect of it too, that probably hooked you. Oh yeah, for sure. It's the competitions are so fun and you like grow so close to the girls. So like in gymnastics, when you compete, it's like just you on the floor or on the beam or on the bars, which is fun. Like spotlight's Mm -hmm. fun, but it's all, it's like, my style is being with a big group of people and like all having to work together for a common goal. That's what I love. So yeah. Talk to me about what it's like to be on one of those cheer teams, because you, you mentioned what it takes to be a gymnast and how yeah. much you were training, but I've watched cheer. I've watched some of these cheerleading <laughs> movies, you know, that's all oh, I can yeah. really refer to, uh-huh. but it takes a lot of commitment to be a part of one of these squads who is competing on a national level. And uh, mm-hmm. what did that look like for you during your high school days? Yeah, so I practiced for cheer twice a week, and it was always on Wednesday nights and Sunday nights, so I was really involved with my youth group, and so I would, like, go to church, and then as soon as I left church, I'd have to go to practice until, like, nine at night, and so um, the time wasn't really bad, but weekends when we had competitions, that was, like, crazy. Like, I played softball, too, my freshman year, and I was, like, starting on varsity, and I loved it. I loved softball, but I had to miss a tournament one weekend for a cheer competition because, like, in a cheer routine, there's, like, no, like, alternates. Like, you can't right. just pull somebody up to learn a whole routine while, like, in softball, like, somebody could fill in for me, but Mm -hmm. I had to, they made me choose. They were like, you can't keep like missing stuff for cheer. So you got to pick which one you want to do. And so that's when I gave up softball and committed to cheer. So that's kind of a bummer, but you're right. Like you can switch a first baseman, but if you're a particular part of a routine, it's really hard to just slap someone Mm -hmm. in there. What, I don't know in cheerleading, I know that there's people that like flyers, are they called flyers? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh uh-huh. That's yes. what I am. That's my. Oh, you're a flyer. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Tell people what that is because maybe some people don't know what you're, what you do. So, yeah. So, um, the flyers are like the top girls, the ones that go in the air. And so I'm on the all girl team here at Mississippi state, but there's also a co-ed team. And so like with all girl, there's like a main base, a side base, and then a back spot under me. So three girls under me that, um, throw me up for everything. <laughs> that is so cool. 
So what's your, what's your favorite trick to do when you're in that, like, I don't know, or would you just call it a flying trick? I don't know. It's yeah. So yeah, we call them stunts. Stunts. Duh, Jordan. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, my favorite stunt, I actually didn't learn it until I got in college. Uh Um, but it's like a handstand, it's a handstand stunt. So like, uh, they'll like I'm holding their hands and I'm upside down. Um, and then they'll like dip and throw me. And so I snap my chest up and they catch my feet. And that's my, that's my favorite one, honestly. Yeah. I think that gymnastics did that for me just because like handstands are so easy for me because I always like I had to do it on the beam and the bar and gymnastics. And so that's like an easy skill. That's also very like at a high level. So that's definitely my favorite one. Oh my gosh. (laughs) that I can't even imagine I'm so bad at handstands so thinking about doing it while someone is holding me up is um yeah I just I think it's an incredible sport because it is so different than a lot of other sports and the reason I wanted to get you talking about it is because I wanted people to hear your passion for what you do because Mm -hmm. like I I wish they could see you 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 are smiling and talking so like you just have this brightness about you when you talk about your sport because it means so much to you and that's why I think that this podcast and talking and having people share their stories is so important because you get to hear how they journey through a difficult time and get back to something that they really love and um uh, you, you had actually two ACL injuries. Your first one was in, in high school. How did that all come about? And, and what was the most difficult part about that one for you when it happened? Yeah. So, um, like, like I said, like I've wanted to chair at Mississippi state for like, as long as I can remember, it's been a dream for a long time. And so I was like on track to do that. Like I was like, I craved progression, like at practice and stuff only so that I could cheer at Mississippi State. So I was very dedicated and I loved it. And I was on track, like everything was working in my favor. And then my junior year of high school, it was February 12th, 2018, exactly. Um, it was oh at my the gosh, very we're end. just a couple of days away from that. <laughs> I know, actually, okay, you'll see very soon. February 12th is like a common date in my life that is just not good for me, but interesting. Okay. I want to talk about that at the end or later. Yeah. So February 12th, 2018, that's when I tore my ACL the first time. And I was doing a running tumbling pass at the very end of a Sunday night practice. And I just landed short, landed wrong. And my knee just collapsed and popped and it was very painful. And so that was February I had surgery in March mm-hmm. and um, the surgery method that I had is honestly probably something a lot of people have never heard of. It's like, he called it an exterior articulate method. And with that, he like used my hamstring tendons, but he, it's crazy. He didn't replace my ACL. He like moved the tendons around and like tightened everything up to where like it wouldn't move and it was stable. And so his method behind that surgery um, method is that like, if your ACL is not there, then you can't re-tear it. And so like, obviously I did. So that's, we'll get to that. But um, it was just, it worked for a while. Like it got me to cheer in college, but it was um, the same like six to eight month recovery process. And so that was in March, I recovered. That was like the beginning of my senior year. I was still in recovery and I got released like November-ish. And so um, tryouts for Mississippi State were in April. And so I had like 
five to six short months to not only like be able to tumble again, but also be able to like compete with my competition. That was, I mean, there were a lot of high schoolers come in that were very talented that were not coming off of an ACL injury. And so right. it was, it was hard, but I just remember when I got released my senior year, like my own, I had tunnel vision to cheer at Mississippi State. And so I just like, I worked really hard and by the grace of God made the team. And so my freshman year, it was just like a dream. Like, yeah, it was just definitely worth giving all of that with my knee and just right. like persevering through that to get to cheer here. So yeah, absolutely. That's all. Yeah. That's like the story of the first one. So yeah, I want to get into that one a little bit. I mean, really interesting. I want to look more into that method that you were talking about because I understand what he, what, what he's trying to do, but it seems to me like, um, we have ACLs for a reason and, exactly. and, um, sometimes <laughs> it's good to have one, uh, yeah. especially oh, yeah. if you're asking something of your body, that is such an intense, mm. demanding sport. It is yeah. important that we treat our bodies that way. And mm-hmm. so, uh, what, what during that recovery, you said it was a similar month, like, uh, amount of time as yeah. an ACL recovery mm-hmm. when you were in that, what was, uh, what were some of the most difficult things about, going through that injury so um with this surgery method right when I came out of surgery I was in a full leg hard cast for like a month and a half yeah so that was just not fun at all because like most surgeries most ACL surgeries when you come out like it doesn't take very long to at least start doing like leg lifts or like light physical therapy but I had to wait until I got out of the hard cast to do anything so I was just like letting my muscle just deteriorate walking around on crutches and it was just not fun but how was your mind during that it I was just like questioning a lot of things because it was just I mean it it just was not fun at all and Mm -hmm. like I was very discouraged because I'd worked so hard to cheer at Mississippi State and so when that happened it was honestly really bad timing for it to be my junior year and not like I was really not worried about it taking away from my senior cheer season I was more worried about the setback I was going to have to cheer at Mississippi State but um like I just had to like continue to remind myself that although it's cliche to say like God is in control and like he does have a plan and like that's something that I really leaned on during that time and um thankfully like he he did come through and um (laughs) I made it but it was not easy at all was what we talked about too just the camaraderie of a cheer squad how hard was that to be away from just that energy and what it's like to be a part of a team? Yeah, I actually like was still a part of the team. I just like obviously couldn't participate, but I was at every practice just like encouraging them and patiently waiting to be back. And so when I finally got released, like there was a spot for me. They just had to like ease me into the routine, but I never was like disconnected from my people. I just couldn't do that to myself. (laughs) That's interesting. And I think that is really something to note because I think we, I talk to people all the time and some say it's really hard for me to go to practice because I just get really down and I'm sad. I can't be out there. And some people need that. They need to be there to know that they're still a part of it. And I think there's an in-between too. Like you don't Mm -hmm. have to go one extreme to the other, but it's, uh, I like, I like that you trust you trusted yourself and say, mm-hmm. I need this. I need yeah. to still be a part of this. And also your teammates and your team met you there and said, we want you to be a part of it. Yeah. And at the same time, like 
I was a senior, so I was a leader on the team, and I yeah. knew that that the the little girl, like the younger girls on the team, like looked up to me, and for me to just like completely disconnect and be like, "Good luck, y'all!" Like that, that didn't just, feel right. That, yeah. So um, it was. It did a lot for me to still be there with them, but I also know that it did a lot for the team to see that I still cared and that mm-hmm. I wanted them to succeed and do good that season with or without me. So. Yeah. One of the things you mentioned too, is you just leaned on your faith. Was there a, a verse or a passage that, that you, that you read over, or you kept telling yourself that, um, to continue to believe that, okay, there is a purpose for this and I'll get through this and to kind of keep you motivated during all the, the rehab yeah. sessions every single week. Right. Yeah. So the first verse that came to my mind when you said that is just, um, Proverbs three, five through six. And it just says to trust in the Lord with all your heart and to lean not on your own, own understanding and to just acknowledge him in all your ways and he'll make mm-hmm. your path straight. And that was just like a rain ver- verse for me during that time, because it, I mean, it's so true. Like mm-hmm. it's just so, it just, proved itself to be so true and for like God's power to be like that real and that evident in my life just through an ACL. So yeah, I love that. Mine, mine, um, during my last ACL, it really like, it was a painful one. And mine was Philippians four, four through seven. One of my roommates, the day after I tore my ACL, she put it on our bathroom mirror. And I just remember being, you know, at the time you're upset. I was upset. I was really mad. I, you know, it was my third ACL. I was upset and didn't, I'm like, if there's a plan, like really, this is the plan. And, um, it just says rejoice always and give thanks in all things. Mm And, um, I just was like, okay, well I have a choice, right. I have a choice to say, okay, I can, I can believe that there is purpose in this, or I can wallow and say like, this is going to be awful. And I think that's one of the most powerful things that faith gives us is that choice Mm -hmm. and trust. And for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. So you, I I love hearing those detailed, um, parts about your first injury and it came to fruition in that Mm -hmm. time where you're trying out for Mississippi state. Did you believe at that time that, okay, I'm ready for this. I, I can do this. Were you afraid? Were you ever afraid of returning? Um, I was like, it was definitely scary at first having to land on my knee again. Like when I first started easing into tumbling and like just some college level skills, like that was definitely scary, but thankfully um, I was able to ease into all of that like earlier in the semester. So by the time April came, I was like pretty confident in my skills. But actually, uh, I don't tell this part of the story a whole lot, but so I tried out for um, the co-ed team first. So it was co-ed, co-ed tryouts were first and then all girl. And And sorry, really quick, you go to Mississippi State to do these tryouts or what's the process of that? Okay, so Uh you go to the school and you're in their gym and you're in front of their whole coaching staff. Is the team there as well or anybody from the team? Yeah, so the team has to try out again every year. So I was actually trying out with returners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That just gave me like, all right, well, you got to have you, um, you got to be ready for that. Yeah. Right. So it's okay. intimidating for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So you're so going I, to that co ed tryout first. You're yeah. saying. So um, I had, so like with cheer, a lot of universities, 
like host clinics and throughout the year. And so you can go to clinics and like stunt with the people on the team and like learn the fight song and like stuff like that. And so I had been going to the clinics and the coaches were familiar with me and my face and what I could do. And so I talked to the coach one time as a high schooler and he told me that he wanted me to focus on co-ed not all girl, because he knew that's what I was best at. That's what I was working towards. That's what I wanted. And so I tried out for co-ed and things just did not work out for me. It was not a good tryout at all. And I was like the last girl to try out. And I got to like pick the guy that I wanted to try out with. And the guy that I picked, he was, he was big and strong because I didn't want to fall. But because of that, he he had to do a lot of tryouts with other girls before me. And so by the time he got to me, he was exhausted. It, our timing was just off. And so it was just like a wreck. And so I actually got cut from that team and um, thought that I was just like done because the coach told me to focus on co-ed. So right. I was not prepared for all girl at all. And so I found out I got cut and um, one of the girls that I grew up with that was on the all girl team, she called me and she was like, I hope you're like getting ready right now for all girl trials because you're coming back. And I was like, no, I'm not like, I don't know how to all girl stunt. And like, I just got cut and I just have no motivation to go back. Like I'm good. Yeah. You're and, hurt. And you're feeling yeah. like you're at the end of this recovery right. and like, it's just hard right. timing. Yeah. And so she talked me into it and I, I went back and the coach pulled me to the side and I just like, I got really upset. And I was like, I, I don't know how to all girls stunt. Like, I know that you know this cause you're the one that told me to focus on co-ed. And so mm-hmm. I just don't like, I was really stressed out and really discouraged. And he, he told me um, just to do the best that I could do and that he would put me in the best position, like with returners that, um, knew what they were doing and could help me out. And so uh, we, it, it worked out. I had a great tryout and I just, I thank the Lord all the time that I showed that I had that one girl that pushed me to come back. So. Yeah. And just, I, I was reading today just about um, there's 10,000 things God is doing in, a, in your life. And sometimes you only see three of them at a time. And so there's all these things that are working, right? And God's at work yeah. in so many ways. And just even that disappointment led to such a, a appointment with this team and this all girls yeah. team. So it's cool to see that. Do you feel like, how do you feel like that decision to come back and then try out, but now be a part of that all girls team? How do you feel like yeah. that has allowed you to grow? Oh my goodness. I love this question. So it's crazy how it all worked out because um, I'm a part of Pine Lake Church here in Starkville, Mississippi. Okay. And um, the college ministry here is just like growing. It's just booming. Like it's the thing to do right now for college students, which is just crazy. And um, so so that's on Wednesday nights. It's called Peel College. We go there every Wednesday night. And so with the cheer schedule, how it worked out was um, all girl, the all girl team practices on Tuesdays and Thursdays and co-ed practices on Mondays and Wednesdays. And, and so on Wednesday nights, we start like the whole all girl team started going to church together on Wednesday nights. And I was just like, I was just talking to the coach one day and I was just like, 
emotional because I was like, I would be missing out on like the growth that God has for the team and for me personally, and just the whole community of Starville if I would have made co-ed. And that's like a small deal to some people, but it's a big deal to me to see a team of college cheerleaders go to church together on Wednesday nights that just would not have happened if I would have made the co-ed team. So it is I mean, that's just such a big blessing. Wow. Like you just have no idea. I love it. No, I I just got chills like down to my yeah. ankles. Like, <laughs> you, you just feel God working in crazy ways. And, and yeah. that is true. Like that was what was meant to be for you. And um, mm-hmm. that kind of leads us into you had that first maybe semester with this group. So you go to Mississippi State, you're living your dream. You're on the all girls team. Um just really doing your thing. And then injury strikes again. What happened in the second injury? And, oh my goodness. Ugh, I know so. it's so hard. <laughs> and I'm, I feel like you're going to bring me back to February 12th. Oh yeah. So, um, you know, like when they, they, most ACL surgeries, they'll tell you to stay in your brace for like, however long the doctor says, like a year, year and a half, yeah. whatever. Depends so, on the doctor. Yeah. Yeah. So um, second semester of my freshman year came and it was like time to start easing out of the brace. And so I started um, taking it off for a few practices, a few skills. And honestly, I think that my coaches wanted it off. Like it's not just like cute to see a big ACL metal brace in the air. And so but let's also say like that's part of the visual thing. Like when you're talking right. about cheerleading, this is a visual sport where like uh-huh. having a brace on your knee actually does affect the visuals that you mm-hmm. see and probably that yeah. you're judged on. Uh-huh. For sure. Okay. Oh, for okay. sure. I was scared I was going to be like discriminated because of my brace at tryouts, but um so I started easing out of my brace and on February 12th, 2020, I did a running tumbling pass and um, my knee like gave out and it scared me more than anything. I don't think that I hurt myself then very badly. If anything, I might've like tore some scar tissue, but I don't like, I'm, I'm confident that I wasn't like major, like structurally hurt in my mm-hmm. knee. And so I drove home the next morning and saw my doctor just said that he could feel everything, make sure everything was good. And he was like, you're good. Like, um, just take it easy, you know, don't do too much. And so I went back to practice and then exactly two weeks later, I was at practice and we were running suicides at the end of practice. I didn't have my brace on and my knee, like I went to turn and it just popped and twisted and just felt it hurt so bad and so I hit the ground then and at that point I knew that like I was hurt like something was wrong and so I drove back home it's a three-hour drive I would wake up at like five in the morning I know I would wake up you couldn't see Mississippi State um, people no because um we don't as the cheer program like we don't have like a personal trainer or anything and so I would have to go to the student health center and which is fine like they're great there but I just since my doctor has such a unique style of surgery I preferred to go see him anyway so that I could like see somebody that knew like exactly knows your knee yeah yeah and so I went home and he like gave me a steroid shot and he told me that uh, this kept happening because I was too weak and that I needed to work out. And so I was like, okay. So the steroid shot helped a lot. Like it took away a lot of the pain. And so I just, I went to the gym every 
single day, twice a day for like six days a week. And I would just like do the leg press and squats and just like everything that I knew to do to strengthen my knee. He told me that I had to, I had to strengthen until I passed the biodex test and then he would let me go back to cheer. And I was like, okay. So two weeks after that happened, the, the suicide incident and getting the shot and everything, it was spring break. And so that's like right before the world shut down. And I went um, to Mexico on a mission trip with um, my church here. And so we were at an orphanage and all the kids were like playing soccer. And I knew that I was hurt and that I wasn't supposed to be playing soccer. So I was just like watching and one of the kids kicked the ball like out of bounds. And so I just went to get it and stepped on a little bit of uneven pavement and my knee like buckled and twisted and popped again. Like it was like the same pain as two weeks before that and two years before that. Like it was just, it got worse every time. And so I was in Mexico, you know, like serving the Lord, like doing what I wanted to do. And this happened again. And I just remember telling my crew that was there with me, we had no phone service. So I couldn't talk to my parents or my doctor or anybody. And I just told them like, this is just confirmation to me. Like if I'm going to hurt my knee in Mexico, being the hands and feet of Jesus, then like, so be it, like, whatever, like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. It sucks. Tryouts are coming up. Like, and so, like I said, like returners have to try out. So I was having to try out again in like three months. And so I was stressed about that. And so I'm honestly glad looking back on it, that it happened when I was in Mexico, just because it was a different sense of peace that like yeah. God's in control and that I don't have to worry about it and that he's got a plan. And so I finished my um, week there in Mexico and I got home. And I went and saw my doctor again, and he just, honestly, he was mad at me for going to Mexico and for not staying and strengthening my knee like I was supposed to do and all this stuff. And so I was just like, I told him, I was like, doc, I, I was like, if you're mad at me for going on a mission trip and taking a week off of the gym, then like, I'm sorry. But if like, that's what, if that's what is required of me to be able to cheer, then like something is wrong. Like we mm -hmm. got to figure this out. And so I kept strengthening my knee. I moved back to Starkville after the world shut down. So I was just living here, going to the gym and working. And so around Easter, so like late April, I took a biodex test and I passed it like with flying colors. Like, I, I mean, I was, so, I was, yes, I was stronger in my bad leg than I was my good leg. And so I sent my coaches like the, the paperwork that said like I was released, I could cheer. And so I started doing my tryout videos and it was like tryout time because they were on video because of COVID. And so oh, right. I was, yeah, so I was doing all my videos and I like finished them, was about to submit. And I had a teammate there with me and she was like, I think that like just this one part could be better. And so I was like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> so oh gosh, I did, um, I did those. Yes, I did that one part one more time. And like in that moment, my knee, I was wearing my brace too. They told me to wear my brace for the rest of my cheer career. And so I was back in my brace and I just did a standing tug, which is a flip that I've been doing since I was like eight years old. And I landed and my knee like caved in and it like that hands down was the most painful of all the knee injuries I've been through. And so I was just laying on the ground and I called my physical therapist and I was like, I'm coming to the clinic and um, like y'all need to order me an MRI like right now, because keep in mind all those like three times in February and you March that MRI. I hurt myself, I never got an MRI because he kept telling me that um, 
it was because I was weak and that there was nothing wrong and MRI was just a waste of money. And I was like, okay, whatever. So uh, we ordered the MRI and uh, I got it and got my results. And I went to my doctor and before I went into his office, I told my dad, I was like, the absolute worst thing that he can tell me is that nothing is wrong. And so I walked in and he was like, um, well, the MRI looks great. Nothing's torn. And I was like, immediately like started crying. And he was like, just kept telling me that I'm weak and that he had the bit. So my, my trial video, obviously my, my last injury was on video. On so video. like, I, Oh my yes. god! And so I showed it to him and he started to tell me that that happened because I had bad technique on like my flip and stuff. And so I, I just looked at him and I was like, I'm so sorry, but like, I think that we're going to have to go like get a second opinion on this because if it requires me to be absolutely perfect every time that I tumble, then cheerleading is not worth it to me. And I can't keep putting myself through this. Mm -hmm. And he was like, can you just trust me for a little while longer? And I was like, I did everything that you told me to do. I sat out for two months. I worked out twice a day for seven days a week and clearly it's not working. So no, (laughs) the next day I saw a new doctor. He looked at the same MRI, told me that my both of my meniscus were torn medial and lateral meniscus was torn he I didn't have an ACL because of my first surgery so he he looked at that MRI and he was just like what in the world like why don't you have an ACL and so that's like the real reason why I had another ACL surgery was so that he could give me an ACL and so he we did Mm. patella tendon method thank the lord and my my MCL was also like severely sprained and so the surgery gave time for my NCL to heal. He gave me an ACL. He fixed my both of my meniscus. So that was all oh my in gosh. June. Yeah, June 2020. That was my second surgery. So okay. At the, any point during that, did you ever have a gut feeling like, okay, I got to go somewhere else, or was it just that last time where you're like, the worst thing that he could say is that nothing's wrong? Yeah. So I I really trusted this man just because he got me to cheer at Mississippi State. And he was the, I knew that he was the only doctor, especially around here that could look at the MRI that he did and see the surgery that he used and um, give me answers. And so I really did trust him, but I was just at the point where like, if I heard the words, there's nothing wrong, then I just didn't want to cheer anymore. Right. So, because you, your body was telling you something's wrong. Yes. Oh, I knew something was wrong. And I just yeah. hurt, I was hurting myself over and over again. And I was like, this is just terrible. Like, yeah. I just can't keep doing this. And when you, when that happens and your knee shifts that way, it's just like, it hurts my stomach just thinking about that and the way that it feels in your joint. And I can't imagine sitting there and someone telling you this isn't, nothing's wrong. And you're like, uh, Something's wrong. Believe me, I had three. Uh, th- third time is not the charm, but I felt it three times. I'm like, this is not how my knee's supposed to feel. So, um, how, how different was the second surgery since you got an ACL that time mm-hmm. from the first surgery? Oh my goodness, the second one was definitely more painful. Like coming out of it, yeah. just laying on the couch for hours. Like I was just in so much pain that I just it wasn't that bad the first time. But the, it was the same like time frame as far as recovery. Everything was honestly rehab. Like a lot of things were very similar, but pain wise, second yeah. one was ten times worse. Yeah. Um, did you 
what did you learn from your first recovery as far as like things that worked for you when you had a bump in the road or something that didn't go, uh, wasn't going your way? Was there anything that you learned in that first recovery that helped you in the second one? Um, really just to like when I, so, you know, you, I'm sure you know how it goes. Like when you first start doing physical therapy and your legs just so skinny and it just doesn't feel like you're ever going to catch back up to the other one. That was um, discouraging the first time because I would just do like split squats and single leg pistol squat like every single day on my bad leg and I just could not catch up to my other leg. And so I just remember like getting to go through it a second time, just like being extremely patient with the process and trusting Mm. my physical therapist to get me like where I'm supposed to be. But it is not fun looking at a little bitty skinny leg with a rock hard yeah. muscle on the other side. <laughs> yeah, especially like gymnasts have such strong legs too. And yeah. I know that happens to everybody. Everybody has, most of the people I talk to are uh, athletes of some sort. And so we're used mm-hmm. to having strength, right? And it yeah. makes you feel so broken when you look at your uh-huh. leg and you're like, uh, is yeah. this jello ever going to come back? To- <laughs> <laughs> um, but the one thing that I want to challenge you on is calling your leg, your bad leg, just call it your <laughs> left leg, right? The more yeah. we just say bad, the more like, it's just creating a pathway in our brain to think that this leg is You're never right. going to be good again. Right. You're right. Yes. You're yeah. Right. It's a great leg. And I imagine right right now where you're at, it looks like a pretty dang good leg. (laughs) How's it look compared to your right leg? It's, um, they're like pretty even now, which is just crazy. I know. know. Good. So we just, at the beginning of the podcast, we, I, well, I did a celebration dance because you just got cleared. How are you feeling today? How's it feel? And, um, what do you feel like you learned in this last recovery that has helped you, uh, just know that you're on the right path? Oh my goodness. So, um, one thing that I didn't tell you was that when I found out I was having surgery a second time, I had to call my coaches. We had a zoom meeting and I told them, I was like, I'm having surgery in two weeks um, on the same leg. I'll be out six, eight months. And I just asked them if there was like any way I could stay on the team. I told them they could like take my scholarship and um, not give me any gear or anything. I just wanted to be there just like the first surgery. Like I just wanted to be there with my people. And he was like, we have to replace your spot. Like we're not allowed to do that. And so I was actually not on the team. So I found out I was like cut or whatever you want to call it. And so I wasn't on the team my whole first semester. And so I just remember thinking like, was that in the fall? That was just in the fall. Sorry. Yes. Yes. And And that was your freshman. That was your, no, that was your sophomore. Okay. Yeah. 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 Got it. So second year, I was going into sophomore year knowing that I wasn't a cheerleader. And so I just want to backtrack for a minute to when I was talking about how the cheer team, like we would all go to church together on Wednesday nights. Yeah. And like, it wasn't just church. Like we had a lot of, I had a lot of like intentional deep conversations with cheerleaders that just like wanted to know like why I chose to live the way that I did and like wanted to know like what my faith was to me. And that was all just because I was like, like living out my faith here as a college cheerleader, which is just not normal from like what culture tells us. Mm-hmm. And so I remember thinking like, it just wasn't so easy to say like, God's good, God's faithful, because like, I was like, okay, this would make so much sense 
if like being a cheerleader was like a hindrance to my relationship with the Lord, but it wasn't at all. Like it made me better. It gave me opportunities. It opened a lot of doors and had a lot of like fruitful conversations. And so I just remember talking to God and I was like, what are you doing? Like, this just does not make any sense to me at all. And so fast forward to like when I started the semester and I wasn't on the cheer team, it was weird, but, um, I stepped into a leadership position as a freshman small group leader. And so I lead freshman girls on Sunday nights and I got my roster of girls and it was like, no lie, 90% freshman cheerleaders that I'd never cheered with, never met. And they were just like craving community and craving growth on something that like wasn't the cheer team. And it was just so cool to see the Lord be like, Hey, actually I'm in control. And like, I have a way for you to lead. And so it was like really humbling for me to, to just like know that God doesn't need me to have a title or a position on a team to use me where he wants to use me. And so mm. it just, it makes me emotional because me it's just, so, it's a, I mean, it's just so cool to see. And so I wasn't on the cheer team. Um, I led those girls and it was just literally the best semester for, for me, just seeing um, the way that God was able to use me having me not be a cheerleader and so um then it was like December so it was like Christmas break and I got a call from the head coach at Mississippi State and he was like hey um what are you doing and I told him I was driving back to Starville and he was like well you can't tell anybody what I'm about to tell you and I was like oh gosh what is it and is it legal (laughs) (laughs) he said um He said, uh, he was like, it, it looks like, um, we're going to have to remove a girl that's in your position from the team. And so, um, it frees up a spot for you next semester. And, oh my goodness, like, I'll just never forget that conversation. And just, I had a three hour drive back to school and I just, I listened to the song faithful now. And it just says like the same God that was faithful to me then will be faithful to me now. And honestly, at that point of the story, I had got to a place like with my knee and with my relationship with the Lord that it was like a shift of perspective. Like it wasn't like he's faithful to me if he makes me a cheerleader again or if he heals my knee again. But it was like he's faithful because like he provided for me even when like I wasn't a cheerleader. And at the same time, like the battle is already won. Like the, the whole point in all this is that like Jesus died on the cross and my victory is in him. Like it uh-huh. does, I don't have to be a cheerleader. I don't have to have a healthy knee, uh-huh. but like he was able to use me through all of that. And it was just, it has grown me spiritually. Yeah. If you can't tell so oh much, gosh. it's such a huge part of my story. So. Yeah. And just like, he's faithful because he's God. Yes. Like, right. It doesn't matter what happens here. Like he is still faithful. Everything has a plan and has a purpose. And I personally, I agree with you too. Like my, the hardest season for me was in that last recovery. And I felt like once I honestly, like I was, I had faith and I knew that God was going to have a way for me, but like it was taking my identity from a soccer player to Mm -hmm. first and foremost, like someone that loved Jesus and like right. saying like, you're going to, you're going to give me an opportunity if that's what you want to give me. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's so cool hearing you say that as a college student and as someone with so much influence in different groups around you, 
that you're, you've been chosen to be this light and it is mm-hmm. so cool to see that you can be that light. And as you said, in, in a very world, it, what can be a very worldly sport, like very much mm-hmm. of this world oh, yeah. and, and for sure the movement that he has in this Mississippi state team, like even putting those young people who now are going to be your teammates and you didn't know mm-hmm. it at the time now already having yeah. a relationship with you because of w- yeah. what you did with that small group. That is so cool. I'm it so glad so you shared cool. that. Oh. Yeah. It's a huge part of the story. It really sure. is. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Melia, it's been so cool to hear what, God has done and hear how you've gotten through this recovery. If you, if you were talking to someone right now who is just starting their journey or maybe is like smack dab in the middle of it, what advice would you give to them? Um, there's so much to say, but uh, (laughs) I would just say like, like I said at the beginning, like as cliche as it is to say, like you will begin to see like how faithful God actually is and how like whether they plan on going back to their sport or not, I'm a firm believer in like God putting purpose behind our pain, whether that be an ACL or a death or cancer or whatever it is, like God like doesn't give us pain without like putting purpose behind it. Because I think that it's very like, we're supposed to acknowledge pain for what it is. Like it's real. It's, it's always going to be here. But at the end of the day, like Jesus went through the worst pain that like any of us could ever face. And so that's one thing that like, I remember thinking on the couch just for like hours and hours in pain right after surgery was just asking God, like, why me? Like, why am I back here? And he just began to like, just shift my mind and just reveal to me that like, my question should not be like, why me? But it should be like, thank you, Lord, like for giving me this battle to face again. And like, I'm going to choose to persevere in it because I know there's a reason behind it. And so Mm. I just love that. And so like, I would definitely just tell anybody going through an ACL, whether it's the beginning or the middle or near the end, just to like trust the Lord through the process and know that, you know, that, you know, that there's a reason behind it and it will, you will come to see it. Like you will come to see it. You just got to trust it. So rejoice always. Yes. Uh-huh. Lean into that pain. Feel the pain. Feel the yeah. pain. Pain needs to be felt. Otherwise, right. it comes up in a, an ugly way that's even mm-hmm. more difficult to mm-hmm. handle if we don't address it while it's while it's happening. Um, what's next for you? What are we what are we looking forward to now? Well, um, the cheer team right now at Mississippi State is actually like shut down because our coach has COVID. And so we're gonna be back next week, February okay. 8th. And so Um, We're about to start training for a big video that we're doing for our social media. And it's really just like for tryouts coming up for recruits. And it's going to be really cool because it's all the teams together, the co-ed team, all girl and the dance team. And so that's going to be really cool. And we're cheering at basketball and volleyball right now. So it's just, and you're cheering. You're in it. Yep. Uh Uh-huh. I'm what's that it. what that feel like that first day you were back with it with oh everybody my goodness. putting on a uniform again I was just like it literally was like a blessing because I was like this is like my dream coming back to life like it died for a minute but like now it's back to life and so it's just I mean it's it's such a blessing to put on the uniform every single time and honestly going through it again and it being taken away just made me realize that like even a game at eight o'clock on a Thursday night when I have school the next day I cannot take those games for granted. Bring it, and right? so, yeah, so 
I love it. Yeah. Just loving and enjoying every single moment. Yeah. All right. Before we go, how can everybody follow you? Um, you mean like on Instagram? Keep yeah. Keep yeah. up with you. Yeah, definitely. I post a lot about, okay. So actually I'm glad you asked this. I have a friend on the FCA lead team here at Mississippi state. And, um, there's a girl who's like in charge of all of our media okay. and she, she came to physical therapy with me a few times last semester. And now I'm like in a return to sports, like therapy program. Yeah. And she comes with me to that. And so she has a bunch of footage of me like progressing over time. And so she's putting together like this recovery video with me telling my story behind it. And so as soon as we get that done, I'm definitely going to be posting that on Instagram. My Instagram's Maylee underscore Moke. And I would love for everyone to just go check yes. it out because it's going to be, I'm excited. I don't really know what to expect, but she's excited. I'm excited. It's going to be really good. Maylee, send that to us and we'll put it on our website. Okay. I'd love to share that if you're, if okay. you're feeling like you want to yes, share that. Yes, for sure. I'd love um, that. Okay. Last thing I ask everybody, the podcast is called show your scars. When you look down at your knee and I I've seen your scars, you have some, you have some pretty big scars some yeah. that have some meaning behind it. What do they mean to you? <laughs> they mean to me that a cut and a scar on my knee does not define the path that the Lord has for me and that the scars on Jesus's hands are the scars that matter to me. And so scars, they're just a part of my story and I love them, honestly, like I would not trade them for the world. So gosh, this one have been one of my favorite conversations. Thank you so much for chatting with Thank me. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you guys liked that and just took so many good nuggets from Maylee about how she rolled with the punches and listened to her gut and trusted herself in certain situations and stood up for herself. I recently chatted with Maylee just via Instagram and asked her how she was doing. I wanted to give you guys an update because it's been nearly a year and we know that it's, um, Right now, when I'm about to release this, it's February 6th. So um, it's almost that time of year where Maylee's got a lot in her mind. And I just am so happy to report that she is cheerleading and feeling great and really excited about her season and what she gets to do with her team. And I've seen a lot of her stunts that she has been doing. And she gets to do that one stunt that she talks about um, on the podcast where she goes from a handstand into pushing out of that into standing on uh, her teammates' hands. So it's pretty cool. You can check out Maylee's Instagram. It's Maylee underscore Moke. And I'll tag it in the comments so you guys can go and just follow her, support her, just like we all do at the ACL Club. I hope that you guys are doing well and that you're finding inspiration in your own journeys and finding divine appointments everywhere that you turn And as you go out there and you face every single day, just know that you can go out there and show your scars with pride. 